Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works with our Dare Ausblick show. This is Chuck Smith, and I am here to preview the upcoming Dare Classicer match between Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund in what should be a fantastic matchup among two very high-powered teams. I am psyched about it. I'm really excited to be here to talk to you guys about this matchup. And as uh, Rex Ryan once said on Hard Knocks, here we are. Here the bleep we are. I am I am ecstatic right now. This is one of those times where you see a match coming down the pike and you look at the individuals, the players on the teams, and you think about how the two clubs are going to match up and what the stakes are. And I have to be honest, this is just one of those games where you're going to want to be in front of a television or a laptop, I guess, these days and see the match and see how it plays out because to me it's very fascinating. And if you look at the form that both of these clubs are in entering this match, you have to be a little bit excited to think that they're both coming in a little bit hot. Now, I know that their records have not been respectively all that great recently, but they've both been experiencing a bit of an upward trend here. So I am, uh, I'm really looking forward to this one. So let's take a quick look at where the teams are at, where they're at in the table, and, and kind of how they're going to match up. So for Bayern Munich, obviously, they sit atop the Bundesliga table. They have three wins, one loss, and one draw in their last five games. As for Borussia Dortmund, they are currently sitting in fifth place. Also, with three wins, one draw, and one loss in their last five games. You could make a strong argument that this game is far more important for Borussia Dortmund than it is for Bayern, but I can assure you that both clubs will be taking this game very, very seriously. With 52 points, Bayern is just two points ahead of RB Leipzig for the, for the position at the top of the table, while Dortmund has 39 points and just entrails Eintracht Frankfurt by three points for that coveted fourth spot, which would put Dortmund into the Champions League position. So those are the, the stakes coming into this. And obviously any Bayern versus Dortmund game is, is huge. It has a great magnitude. Fans love it. The players get psyched up for it. I think even the front offices get a little bit wound up about these games. But uh, this one's maybe hyped even a little more, especially here in the United States, as it will be shown on national television on ABC. Uh, that's a pretty big move. Uh, typically, the Bundesliga games are all broadcast on uh, ESPN+, Plus, the streaming service. But, of course, Disney is the parent entity of both ESPN and ABC, so they're going to get some national TV coverage on this. And... I, for one, very excited about that. I think any opportunity to get the Bundesliga out in front of some new eyes is a great thing. And I think for some Americans who might not be all that familiar with the Bundesliga, especially Bayern and Dortmund, this is a great match for them to check out and watch. And I think you will see some, some new fans born from this matchup. So let's take a, a transition here into looking at uh, each individual team as they're coming into this contest. For Dortmund, obviously they've got some injuries, uh, some longer-term injuries that they've been dealing with. Uh, Marcel Schmelzer is out. Axel Witzel is out. Manu Manuel Kanji is also expected to be out, though he has returned to individual training. So those three players are likely out. But probably more importantly, a couple of players whose status is in doubt at least as of now, at the time of this recording, are Jaden Sancho 
and Rafael Guerrero. Now, obviously, given the stakes of this game and how important these three points are, you could see these players. In fact, I would probably say it's likely that we see these players. It should be noted, though, that they are banged up right now, and I would say that the official status from Dortmund right now would probably list both players as questionable, but like I said, given the stakes, we should probably expect to see those two on the pitch on Saturday. Uh, that said, anytime there's a player injury, the club could be looking at the longer-term effect of the season. So it'll be interesting to see what Dortmund decides to do and how they plan to uh, roll out their lineup. Obviously, with a ton of talent available uh, to them, they could they could roll out any number of player combinations uh, that would include Guerrero and Sancho or without them. So from a Borussia Dortmund perspective, I think that regardless of whether those two players are available or not, there's going to be a strong focus lineup. And I think that whoever they roll out there, that they're going to present a danger to Bayern Munich. As for Bayern, uh, the expected lineup uh, really probably won't change much. Uh, you know, obviously we're going to see Robert Lewandowski, Thomas Muller. Uh, you'll see the midfield pivot of Joshua Kimmich and Leon Goretzka. Those four players for sure are are going to start. Uh, when you look at the wing situation, we've seen some reports recently that state that Kingsley Coman is the unquestioned starter at left wing. And given that he's had some rest recently, I would expect to see him out in that position. When you shift over to right wing, though, that becomes a little bit more complicated because it pits the two German wingers against each other, uh, Serge Gnabry and Leroy Sané. Now, both players have had up and down seasons. Uh, of course, Sané, the high-priced acquisition from the summer, has uh, shown real flashes of brilliance, especially of late. But uh, overall, he's been a bit of a roller coaster some days. He just doesn't look motivated to be out there. While others, you know, he looks great. So uh, with Hansi Flick having to make this choice, it'll be very interesting to see whether he opts to go with Sané, who is probably more electric at this stage, versus Gnabry, who has been more steady, even with his own bouts of consistency earlier in the season. Uh, at this stage, I'd probably expect uh, Hansi Flick to go with Gnabry, and that's mostly because Sané has proven to be extremely effective uh, off the bench and provide and is able to provide a bit of a spark. Now, I say that knowing that Gnabry just came off the bench last week and scored a brace against FC Cologne. So uh, it'll be very interesting. I mean, Flick has a, a difficult selection in front of him. And either way, he's probably going to disappoint one of those players. Now, they are professionals. I'm sure whoever gets the call... Uh, the other person will be disappointed, but I don't expect any extended bouts of pouting or enragement or anything like that. This is going to be a situation, given the stakes, that I think the players handle well. And I think that Flick will have to rely on what he's seen of late and who he trusts more at this stage of the season. So it is a fascinating look at, at, at the club's roster and exactly where these players stand in the eyes of the manager. The other situation that I think we look at and, and, and you have to wonder if there's going to be any movement is the back line. So obviously uh, it looks as of now that David Alaba and Jerome Boateng will be that center back combo in the middle. From there is where you, you have some questions. And we'll start it right back because 
right now it can be a safe assumption that Nicholas Sula will get that start. Bunasar is not uh, has not proven himself. He has is not been good when he's been on the field. I don't even think he's in the thought process of Hansi Flick at this point. But Benjamin Pavar is back. He is back with the team. He's doing some individual training after his bout with COVID nineteen. It's probably just a matter of how healthy he is and is it is his fitness up to where it needs to be. And at this stage, I would say that's probably uh, very doubtful. It's not that we won't see Pavar in this game. It's just that I don't think Flick will lean on him from the start. You know, that said, Flick has been, uh, he's, he's had some vanguard selections uh, over the course of this season. Sometimes he just rides whatever whim he has uh, based on his thoughts and what he's seen over the course of a week leading up to a game. So it'll be interesting. I would expect Sewell to get the start, but if Pavar is in the lineup, it, it, it wouldn't be all that shocking just because Flick generally has an idea of what he wants to do. And if he decides to go that route, it'll be because he has seen something over the course of this week in training. Uh, over to the left side, it's again a very interesting selection. I mean, again, it can be safely assumed that we will see Alfonso Davies out at left back, which leaves Lucas Hernand or Luca Hernandez out of the lineup. Uh, Again, with David Alaba kind of anchored in at that left center back spot, Hernandez has been the odd man out of the trio over on the left side uh, for what seems like the majority of the second half of the season here. Uh, and I don't think that's as much a knock on Hernandez as much as it is the form that Hansi Flick uh, considers Davies and Alaba to be in. I think that Flick is a huge fan of both players, and he's probably a fan of all three players. But at this point, I think that he's leaning toward Alaba and Hernanda, uh, Alaba and Davies as his top duo over there on the on the left side. And I'm sure Hernandez is is probably a bit frustrated with that uh, when he's been on this season. I mean, Hernandez has been pretty solid. He's been able to play both positions. Uh, very well, I think. I mean, sure, he's had some ups and downs, just like any of the Bayern players have, but certainly not, you know, not more than Alaba or Davies, who have both kind of been a roller on a roller coaster ride of their own. So, uh, you know, again, there'll be probably some disappointment in being the odd man out with whoever it is, and I would expect it to be Hernandez. Uh, with that, I think we have to kind of look at what some of the, the matchups are in this one. And, and I'm not going to go traditional and think offense versus defense. I want to I want to kind of look at things from just a star perspective. And for me, uh, one of the more fascinating aspects of this game is that we are going to see two of the best strikers on earth go head to head. And granted, they won't be defending each other. So it's it's not like this is a one on one basketball game or anything. But when you have Robert Lewandowski and Erling Haaland on the field together, you know you're going to see something special. These are two phenomenal talents. Granted, they are at different ends of the career spectrum. Of course, Lewandowski is the veteran who has battled through such an amazing career, starting in the lower levels of Poland and fighting his way all the way up through the Bundesliga into being a Champions League winner with Bayern Munich, while you have Haaland, who is a prodigious talent, uh, one that I think everyone had kind of seen coming from his youth days. Uh, son of a professional, he has been on the path to greatness for several years now, and I think this is the season that he has opened up so many eyes, displayed his talent, and really attracted not only many clubs to 
and wanting to make a move for him. But so many fans have now seen what, what we got a chance to see in the Bundesliga last year is that this kid is good. I mean, he is really, really good. Uh, when I look at these two, I consider Lewandowski the best player on earth right now. He is the current one, or you could just say the one. But as for Holland, he is the next one. I expect that Holland is going to be the next great striker who takes over that mantle and just dominates the game for the next decade. And I know there's some, there's a lot of different opinions about that, and maybe I'm a little overzealous in my assessment of that. I know that a lot of people find some flaws in, in Halan's game, but this kid, from a physical standpoint, he has all the tools that you need. He's big. He's fast. He's strong. He has a great touch around the net. He can His movement around the net within the box is just incredible. He always seems to make the perfectly timed run or to find that space or to lose a defender. He does these things at a level that you would expect like a, a you know a 10-year veteran to do, but he's still so young in his career. I think he's just got all of the tools and makeup to be you know the best player on earth at some point. Unfortunately for him, the striker on the other side of the field currently holds that title, at least in my opinion. Lewandowski should be and is, according to Holland himself, the role model. I mean, Holland looks at Lewandowski as someone who, as he quoted, is crazy, just in given how hard he works, how he approaches the game, and what he can do on the pitch. And I think that those two, when you look at each other, I mean, obviously Holland is is physically more capable. He's got more natural physical tools. He's taller. He's probably faster. Uh, you know, he's at this stage, he weighs more, which a little more mass on him. But that is not to discount Lewandowski, who himself is a physical freak. So, I mean, this is to me an exciting opportunity to see these two guys go at it and to put their skill on display. I know the previous matchups when these two have been on the field have not necessarily always lived up to the expectations, but I think this one will. I think these are two players who are really hitting their peak for the season. They know the stakes of this game, and they are two players who I would say really are able to raise their level of play for great games. Uh, and this is a great game. This is a fantastic matchup. I think that uh, you know when we see this one, it's going to be exciting, and we're going to be able to watch two great strikers go head-to-head, -head, go at it, and try and put as many goals in the net as they can. I'm really fascinated by this, and I'm also you know, really curious to see how each team's back line tries to contain the other star. I mean, for Dortmund, they are going to have some issues matching up with Lewandowski, and that's not just because Lewandowski is such a tremendous talent, but... The speed of you know whatever wings Hansi Flick rolls out is going to be a problem. And plus you have Thomas Muller, who is maybe playing at one of the highest levels of his career right now. He's a problem as well. And then you factor in you know players like Joshua Kimmich and Leon Goretzka who can push up and get involved in the offense. This is a problem for Borussia Dortmund. As for Bayern and how they're going to attack Holland. <laughs> it could, depending on what version of the back line we see, it, there could be some problems there. I mean, let's let's be honest. Each member of that back line that we expect to see has had problems this season. So, Holland, if they lose him, if if Bayern's back line loses focus or they don't track balls well, this could be uh, a good opportunity for him to put all of his talent on display against some 
some players of of you know that that have big names in in, in the sport. So, you know, obviously I'm expecting Lewandowski to come out in the, on top in this duel, but it's not going to be easy. Both strikers have what I would say are advantageous matchups. As for a prediction on this game, you know, I, I took a look back at the previous matchup, which Bayern Munich won 3-2 back in November, and, and I kind of expect things to go the same way. I think that, you know, both teams are going to be amped up for this game. They're going to be excited. It's going to be a matter of what team can control their emotions more, what team can stay focused, and, and what team can avoid making those silly mistakes that you might see in a game where emotions run so high. I'd expect Bayern Munich to be the team that, that comes out and is able to assert itself, control the game, control the emotions, control the physical play, control the speed, and really kind of take the game to Borussia Dortmund. I think, though, Dortmund does have the potential not just to strike on counterattacks, but also control the game in and of itself when it wants to. Uh, if Bayern gets sloppy in the midfield, which I don't expect, or if their back line has an inconsistent performance, which is possible, Borussia Dortmund is the type of team that could take advantage of that. Now, one factor that I would say could come into play if Bayern Munich is able to get out to an early lead, Borussia Dortmund, over the course of the last two years, has really shown, uh, I don't want to say uh, anything that kind of resembles that they'll quit. It's just they get very discouraged if they fall behind. And I think that if Bayern is able to get out in front early, it could cause Borussia Dortmund to start to press a little, uh, start to make mistakes, and kind of snowball effect into making the game a problem for themselves. Uh, but that said, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of this Dortmund team. I like the talent on the team. I know they have not lived up to expectations, but I think that they're going to be the type of team that's going to look at this game uh, and see the big stage and try to raise their level of play. Can they get to? Can they get up to that level of Bayern Munich? I don't think so. I think Bayern is going to walk out of this with a 3-1 victory. But I do think Dortmund is going to, to keep it close. They're going to make it interesting. I'd expect it to be a fairly close and tight game for most of it with Bayern pulling away in the last 15 minutes or so with a third goal to get to that 3-1 margin, like I said. So thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, check out Bavarian Football Works for all of your latest Bayern Munich content. You can follow me at The Barrel Blog on Twitter and the site's main account at Bavarian FB Works. I, I really, again, am super excited about this game. I hope you guys are too. Uh, you, you know, this is a chance for us to see some really high-level football being played and in uh, an exciting matter in the Bundesliga. And I think this is something we should all appreciate. Hopefully the game lives up to all of the hype because if it doesn't, I'm going to be extremely disappointed. So thanks again for listening and we will see you next time.